Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harbin of Behind the Steel Curtain, and we are back for another episode of the post-game show. The Steelers lose 37-30 to to the Cincinnati Bengals at home at Crusher Stadium in Week 11. There's a lot to talk about this game, a crazy first half, crazy second quarter for the Steelers, and then a really, really bad second half. But bringing the triumphant trio together as always, Brian Davis. What's up, Brian? Hey, hey I feel teased. <laughs> Not the good kind of tease either. No. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Dave Schofield, what's up, Dave? Oh, not much. It's much better watching games at the stadium than it is on my couch. Well, when they win the game. Especially yeah. when they win. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the Steelers had an opportunity, had more than one opportunity to win this game. And it's just a shame that it never really worked out. Uh, they couldn't get out of their own way at times. We're going to talk about all that. But as we always start off every single show, every single post-game show, it's knee-jerk reaction. So, Brian, outside of the tease factor, what's your knee-jerk reaction to this loss? Knee-jerk reaction is that the offense is not ready for prime time, that they cannot overcome injuries, and the defense, I don't care who's there. I don't care if you have your superstar there. It's poor performance. Yeah, Dave, knee-jerk reaction. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are a much better team than what than what the Steelers faced last week. The Steelers, until garbage time when they were down two touchdowns, had done to them in the second half what their defense managed to do to the Saints in the second half last week. It was done to them. Um and yet they were still in it in the fourth quarter um until some things in, I mean, you just go back and there's a few plays in there and you're like, wow, if you could just make a difference here versus here. And it's, it's, it's just huge um, on untimely penalties uh, coming, you know, coming at the worst time. Um, it was, it was not, they were, they were the team playing a team coming off their bye that was probably a little bit sharper. I mean, they even won the turnover battle. Yeah. Um, but it just it it just goes to show that the offense, although I I was really excited at halftime, but it just goes to show that they still are a work in progress even this far into the season. Yeah, th- this is a a game where you know I'm figuring out my winners and losers, not just not only for the article for uh, the website, but also for my podcast tomorrow on Let's Ride. And I, I have a lot of players that I thought played pretty well, and I'm struggling to find specific players. I haven't looked at team stats or anything like that yet uh, for players or areas of the team that didn't do well. This is a weird game. This is a very strange game when you look at the two halves, uh, but we ha- we'll, we'll talk about all that. Let's get some super chats up here. Wilson Pava, he gives us $4.99. Thank you very much. He said first half Steelers could compete for the playoffs. First half Steelers. I think he meant second half for the second one. Oh, second half Steelers could compete for, for first overall. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Lots of promise, but also lots of issues. That's a good way of putting it. If that change is correct, the second half Steelers yeah. could compete for the first overall pick. That's the truth. In the first half, we saw an offense that looked competent. We saw an offense that was able to move the ball, a defense that, although they struggled at times in certain areas, was it were able to make plays. And then the second half, well, we all saw it. It was bad. It was really bad. Go you know, you know what, Jeff? You could Dave could just hit the music on that one. <laughs> Let's hit the music and get out of here. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Tyler W gives us two dollars. Thank you, Tyler. He said Taylor two half. Steelers now have the eighth overall pick. And for those counting at home, the Chicago Bears lose to the Atlanta Falcons, which 
helps their cause at that second overall, that second round pick. So if you're someone that's already looking ahead, which once you got, once I, once the Steelers got the second round pick, I've been keeping an eye on what the bears do for sure, but I'm not looking too uh, far ahead with the Steelers pick just yet too early for me. Uh, Before we get started with the offense defense, let's talk about some injuries that definitely did have an input impact on the game of in and of itself. Uh, Jalen Warren, who played uh, in the first quarter and left with a hamstring injury. He was not able to return. Uh, Mason Cole, uh, he was dealing with a mid, Mike Tomlin called it a mid-foot injury. That's scary uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, he said he needs to be evaluated. And Miles Boykin, who typically is just your special teams gunner, but still a very important part of those teams, he had an oblique injury and was not able to return. So those were the three injuries that the Steelers are now dealing with. Mason Cole, that's a big injury. Jalen Warren, big injury. Uh, there you go. So let's let's get this thing started. We'll talk about those injuries as we go as injuries as we go throughout the the breakdown. Let's start on offense as we always do, and let's start with the quarterback position. Kenneth Shane Pickett, KP eight. He does twenty five of forty two, six uh, two hundred sixty five yards passing, six point three average. He did throw a touchdown pass to George Pickens. He was sacked twice with a rating of eighty five point nine. I'm going to say that honestly, I'm getting. I really hate bringing up the quarterback with any any part of social media or any fan base because it is so polarizing right now between the people that hate Kenny Pickett, the people that love Kenny Pickett, and not a lot in between. So, uh, but Brian, if you're just looking at this performance, we're not doing grades this week. What did you think of Kenny Pickett's performance, Brian? Not good enough. Signs of light. You know, there there's stuff there. I mean, there's there's a good quarterback there's I can't wait for year two at this point because I think he has something but it just was not good tonight he uh will get to other things that made him not good because he had help for sucking tonight so when I say he had help yeah the offensive line didn't help him okay Dave what were your thoughts on Kenny Pickett yeah, it it was it's it's just like everything else that was said before. It was a tale of two halves for for Kenny Pickett. I mean, in, in the first half, he was what four, fourteen of nineteen, a touchdown, one hundred forty one yards, one hundred and twelve passer rating. But in the second half, he was eleven of twenty three, one hundred twenty four yards, a sixty four point four passer rating. He did not turn the ball over, so that's two straight games of the Steelers not having a turnover. So that helped keep the game at least in range into the fourth quarter. But ultimately, it was the inefficiency in the third quarter in the first part of the fourth quarter that that ultimately doomed this game. Whether that was all on Kenny Pickett is very debatable. I th- I don't think he was – I mean – my my goodness, you 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 run a jet sweep for a three yard loss when when I, I I put out a tweet I'm like uh, I think the Bengals knew that was coming before the Steelers called the play in the huddle. Um, then you know there was times where it was like okay let's waste two plays and ask Kenny to convert a third and twelve. Um, seemed to also be the thing the penalties weren't weren't helping him out. He did not get the support of the rest of his offense and you know coaches and players that he did the previous week in the second half. No, I mean that you brought up the jet sweep. There was one wide receiver screen to Deontay Johnson that I felt was almost intercepted twice. It's like the Mm -hmm. Bengals knew exactly what was coming. And I'm not putting all this on Matt Canada either. Uh, There's a lot of people that probably will. I'm not. Uh, Kenny Pickett is to me, he's still as advertised. He is a rookie quarterback. 
He was the first quarterback taken in, in the class, which was not hyped as a good one anyways. 20th overall. And yes, he was the most NFL ready, but that doesn't mean he's going to step in and just be able to go and win you football games. I, I would love nothing more than to see him do that. But it, I guess the question that I'm going to follow this up with, you know, his stat line is his stat line. In your opinion, is Kenny Pickett making steps in the right direction? Brian, I'm going to ask you that question. Go. Yeah, obviously, to me, he is. And here's the reason why. Once again, he did not turn over the ball this week. He did not turn over the ball last week. He did finish more drives than than he has before. He threw a touchdown pass. Yeah, you only got one. But the Steelers did. He did direct a Steelers offense that scored 30 points. And that's a big deal because we couldn't see we couldn't see them score 20. They finally got over that. They got to 20 last week. This offense scored 30. Kenny Pickett did not have Kenny Pickett was not great. He was not good. He was barely average today, but I see signs of improvement every time he takes a snap. And that's what I like about Kenny Pickett. He didn't get help from Matt Canada, his offensive line, his receivers and the defense. So, you know what? A team loss. And that's what Mike Tomlin said in his press conference. Well, and then you, people will always talk about like a play. Like there was one throw to Najee Harris where I don't even know where Kenny Pickett was throwing the ball. I mean, it wasn't even close. And mm-hmm. then he then he lays out a beautiful one to George Pickens, which would have been a 57 yard touchdown. He would have walked in the end zone and Pickens drops it. I mean, that that's the kind of uh, a verbal summation of the game. You know, you have these players that are just seem like never really in rhythm and are in sync. David, what what do you think? Is he making steps in the right direction? I thought the first half was the best he's looked so far. I agree with that. Um, in the first half. But the problem is you, you see that and you get excited, and then the second half did not follow up with what you saw in the first half. And it wasn't even close. And and I, I'm saying I've, I'd have to really, really dive into it to see what – because it was a combination of, of everyone. It wasn't just, oh, uh, the offense was doing great except Kenny Pickett. It wasn't that, oh, the – the, the offense was doing great, except the play calls were bad. All oh, the offense was doing great, except the offensive line, or, you know, or except they weren't getting – it was all the things together in the second half. Um, I don't, You can't say equally, but they all contributed. But I, I still feel that the first half was the best I had seen from him. And if, if he can have amnesia about that second half, but learn from it and – and be able to to play like he did in the first half and extend that longer into games, then then you could that's what you want to see moving forward uh next week and the week after. Well said. Well said. Let's get to some super chats here. Tom Muir gives us five dollars. Said the Steelers defense isn't designed to be on the field for most of a half. The first half offense was able to move the ball. The second half it was back to three and outs. There's nothing yeah. inaccurate about that statement. Uh that absolutely is uh, what happened? Uh, Brad Jewett, our buddy Brad, gives us four ninety nine. He said, "Has Kenny given either of you a wow? What a throw!" And let's be patient and wait for his development. I haven't had either since he took over the job. Brian, what what about you? What do you think? Have you had one of those wow, what a throw moments? And let's be patient and wait for his development. What are your thoughts? I thought he had some throws to Pickens. He had one throw to Pickens. That first touchdown pass was beautiful. I thought. I you know I. I kind of feel that there have been wow, what a throws. They've just been overshadowed. There was also a uh, one of the turning points of the game, too, is when he overthrew Pickens and Pickens was all alone. And you could tell Pickens was one of those guys that's going to be buzzing in his ear. 
but yeah, I I saw some stuff that that I like. Yeah, Dave, what about you? I want to that that one throw that Brian brought up about that that he overthrew him was the reason the ball went over Pickens is because Pickens had to basically turn and do a three sixty. Was it as yeah. much an overthrow or is that he threw it on the wrong side of him from where he was going? Um, I think I, it's well, the reason I say I didn't know if it was an overthrow because I was afraid Pickens had to slow down so much in order when he got twisted around. So it was either it either needed to be shorter where he threw it or longer in the right spot. So th- these are the kind of things you see from from Kenny. I, I I get it. I know. I I don't know that Kenny Pickett's the kind of quarterback that's going to be like, oh man, that was just an absolutely amazing throw. Um, sometimes it seems like the harder he tries to throw it, the more inaccurate he is. Um, so I, I just don't know that he's that guy. He's definitely not that guy right now. I don't know if he will be that guy. Yeah, I mean, th- there were a lot of things with Pickett today that I, I actually really liked. I thought that he, and there's people that saying he saw a ghost. I thought he manipulated the pocket well. I thought mm-hmm. that he threw the ball well on the run. Yeah, there were some throws that the Pickens throw. I don't know why he threw it. Um, he threw it to the sideline there, and, and Pickens was looking over the other shoulder. It, it's just a lot of this stuff. No one really knows. But let's get this uh, super chat from Dave Dixon. Gives us $20. Thank you very much, Dave. We appreciate that. He said, Dave, would love to see the stats on our <laughs> success rate with the flea flicker. I can't help but think it's been a pretty pretty lame for Pittsburgh. And then towards myself, Jeff, locked in uh, winner for the podcast. The Pittsburgh alternate jersey is much cooler than Cincinnati's. Thanks, BTSC. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. That's why he saw ghosts because of, because of those ghost jerseys of white. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, I, I would lo- I don't know that I I'll have to look and see if I can. I don't know if I can, if I can filter out Steelers plays that were flea flickers. I don't know how I would do that, but if I could, I would, I will, but I'll look into it. Okay. Can yeah. I ask something about the flea flicker? Sure. Some people were upset. Why did they run to the line and run that play so fast? Well, I don't mind them running the line and running the play so fast. I didn't like that it was the flea flicker that you rushed it. That might not have been the play to run to the line and go fast. Did you all think that there was a chance that maybe Pickens was was bobbling that ball a little bit and that's why they, they wanted to run the, the play so quickly? Yeah, I, no I, I problem if they felt that was the case and wanted to run a play. I just don't think if you're trying to get to the line and run a quick play, I don't think the flea flicker was the play to do that. No, that, no. If you want to run a quick play, you run a handoff up the middle to Najee, which is what they did on second play. down, which lost yeah. three yards. Right. Okay. Let's not get too far down yeah. the road. We'll get to Matt Canada yeah. shortly. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the Steelers rushing attack. They I rushed for. We, a, we had another one. Oh, did I miss one? Yeah, I got it here. It was after got that. Here. Okay. State of the Steelers gives us $2. He says, y'all think KPA will ever be the best quarterback in the North? That's really hard to do. I mean, is Joe Burrow the best quarterback in the North? Or is it Lamar Jackson? I would say it's Joe Burrow. But you could, you could, you might have a former league MVP that's not even the best quarterback in the division. I, know, I Go ahead, Brian. A couple of years ago when he was a rookie in 2020, people were talking about Joe Burrow not being the best quarterback ever in the division. And then he gets hurt. You know, I mean, first overall, I mean, really stop with trying to, you know, figure out a rookie quarterback and who he is until the, until the start of his second season at this point. 
Yeah, it's it's to me that these type of questions and I just don't understand the reasoning behind it. Like he's a rookie right now. Why, why am I trying to project his entire career? I'm just worried about right now. I want to know how he does for the rest of this season. I, I really don't. And this is going to sound stupid. I don't care if he's going to be the best quarterback. Down. I hope he is. How do I know it's going to happen in three years? Hey, that's uh, okay. Yeah. We're going to move on. Uh, Night Rider 16 gives us $5. He said, why are we running our two point conversion play to Gentry in the middle of the field on a second and long? <laughs> the, uh... I love it. <laughs> I had to read that twice before I understood what he meant. And then I'm like, yeah, that's oh, the inside yeah, shovel pass, which they've yeah. gone to that. Well, so many times that you can tell that it's that they, people see it coming. They and, see and, it coming. And the thing is, <laughs> I don't break down the tape of the Steelers offense like I'm someone trying to defend the Steelers offense. But are they tipping that off? I mean, I, I think they might be tipping off the jet sweeps based on personnel and formation. I think they might be tipping off that. I, I don't know because I haven't broke it down because I, I'm not spending hours breaking down the Steelers film because I'm trying to be able to see what they're going to be doing. But that that is a possibility. But uh, – you know, if, if that's your two-point conversion play and you only run it for a two-point conversion, you know, trying to catch the team off guard, but it, they, they were all over it. They really were. That's what makes me think they're tipping it off. I don't know. Okay, let's yeah. get to the uh, running backs. Steelers rushed the ball for 102 yards. Najee Harris led the way. 20 carries on with for 90 yards, a 4.5 average. He had two touchdowns and a long run of 19, which is a scoring play. Kenny Pickett had two carries for 14 yards. His long run was 14. And uh, Deontay Johnson, one for one. And Steven Sims brings that down with a minus three run. Um, what did you all think of the running game? Brian, we'll start with you. It's a shame that there was an injury to Jalen Warren because I like what they were doing. How many, can you tell me how many yards Najee got again? 90. Oh my gosh, he's just flirting with it. Uh, you know, I, I think he's... I think he's fired up. I think he's playing so much better. I I felt on just one run, and it wasn't a long run. It might have been a run of three or four, but he had that burst that we've been looking for for a long time. So I'm not going to – if I'm going to give anybody the best grades, and we're not giving grades, but I'm going to actually put D. Harris on the uh, – I hope you have him on the winner's list. I mean, because I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah, Dad. Dave, what were your thoughts on the running game? Who I I thought it was was doing a great job in the first half because I mean if you look at it just by half they had they had seventy one yards in the first half on fourteen carries, um, averaging five point one, but the second half it wasn't just the running game it was the entire offense just couldn't really get going. Um, I, I was surprised how much of a difference not having Mason Cole out there really seemed to to make in the second half, it, particularly in the running game. Um, so that's just that, and, and they and they got some a little bit going there at, at the end when you were really trying to score quickly. Uh, but that, I mean, Najee Harris finally gets a, a, a another first down run on first down. And then that's when the Steelers, you know, they were in business and then they get all the penalties to back them up. It was just, they kept shooting themselves in the foot from one place to another, to another. And they just, so it wasn't even just the running game. that wasn't get going. It was just the entire offense. What did you all think about the offensive line run blocking though? Brian, go ahead. 
I thought it was good. I I thought he, uh, I mean, was it perfect? No, but I thought it was good. I I like the combination with everything with the run game. It like I said, it's just a shame that you didn't have that change of pace with Jalen Warren in there. I I think that that helps so much for this team. And I want to make a comment. I uh, even though I try not to pay too much attention to the live chat anymore, I saw where Knight Rider just said something, and he said, "Yeah, I'm proud of Najee." He hasn't been doing the dancing. Now, just about three or four weeks ago, all we were talking, especially I think it was in the Philadelphia game, all we wanted to talk about was Najee's doing nothing but dancing. It's like he's like he has his mojo back. I'd agree with that. Dave, what were your thoughts on the offensive line and run blocking? Uh, I thought they did a nice job. I mean, they... they there wasn't contact going on in the backfield on, on just regular runs, but I noticed that whether it was running or passing, the Steelers had more problems in the middle of the field in the second half. And I, I, I kind of chalked that up to the Mason Cole factor. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I thought they ran the ball well enough. Uh, I, I didn't like some of the, some of the runs and you mentioned like the inside runs weren't effective in the second half. So yeah, Mason Cole. Maybe that. Maybe he's a lot better. What was the word? What was the term that Mike Tomlin used when talking about Mason Cole? He's a. Uh, oh shoot, what was it? I'll. I'll go. Hmm. He he said it in the press conference too. So I just can't remember it. Uh, All right, Steel Dog eighty eight gives us ten dollars. He said, "I hate saying this, but do you think Mason Rudolph would have made the throws and reads better than Kenny at this point in the season? Was Mitch the best starter to begin with? I know this is all hindsight. It is all hindsight." But Brian, would you ever? Did you ever think maybe they should have just gone with Mace? No. If really look, when it comes to the quarterback, they if Mason was the best player that they see each and every day under a bubble, on on the practice field, wherever they are, then you know he'd be out there. I agree with that, Dave. What about you? See, I I, I don't agree with that. I honestly think at this point of the season. Could the, could the other two quarterbacks be making the same kind of reads and throws? Probably, possibly, most likely. That, But if this is going to be a season that you're going to struggle to get wins and you are part of this, although the Steelers never want to admit that they're rebuilding, if this really is a transition season, then you've got to get the growth from your young quarterback, and it's worth it to not have that with those other guys because I don't know either way if it was going to make enough in the win loss column, I don't think it's enough of a difference that would be the difference between wins and losses. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Evgeny Crosby gives us five dollars. He said, This is a say it with me rebuilding year. Yeah. I know it's hard to say, especially for Tomlin, but it is what it is. It is, and that's something that I know Dave just said it. I know Brian's referred to it already. Um, it, it is a year where they're trying to figure things out, they're trying to figure out if. Kenny Pickett's the guy moving forward. They're trying to figure out what they have with some of these young players. It's a learning experience, and it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out the rest of the way. Uh, Okay, let's talk about the pass catchers now. The Steelers had 265 yards receiving. George Pickens led the way. He had four catches on six targets for 83 yards, a long of 33, and one touchdown. Pat Fryermuth had 12 targets, eight catches, 79 yards, and a long of 27. Gunnar Olszewski had three targets, two catches. One of them was very acrobatic. Three 39 yards and a 19 and a half yard uh, average. Uh, Najee Harris, four for six for 26. Here is crazy. 
Deontay Johnson was only targeted five times, had four catches for 21 yards. And Jalen Warren, his only play, which is the one he got injured, was the one catch for nine yards for a first down on one target. Uh, Zach Gentry had two catches on three targets. Steven Sims, no catches on two targets. Let's talk about the pass catchers. Brian, go ahead. What do you think? <sighs> Man, I there were some drops that... I mean, Pickens had that major drop. I mean, how many did Fryermuth have? He had a few that I, I'm not used to seeing that from him. Uh, you know, I, I just really, I, I think that they're this is a good stable, and I really like where they're going. But one, they did not, they did not help out their quarterback as much as they could. Just like the quarterback did not help out the receivers either. Once again, it's all of them, but DJ, I mean, I think more and more it's almost feels like he's being phased out. I know they're not, but it's just like, I, I feel like he's an afterthought at this pick uh, at this point. Dave, what do you think about the pass catchers? I think that there was <sighs> like Najee Harris had the one play that it would have been nice for him to pull in. Uh, Pickens had the one that he didn't, didn't pull in there at the end. Uh, I feel overall that, uh, I mean, based on TV, it looked like Pickens had, sorry, Pickett had people to throw to. So I'm not saying that it, it was, it was, oh yeah, they, they were great, but I, I don't feel like it was, that it was an overall weakness. Um, I felt that they did what they needed to do, but. Like I say, why wide receivers on offense and secondary on defense are, are is is my uh is 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 not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, no, Pat uh, Brian, you brought it up Pat Farmies did have at least one pass that hit him in the hands. He normally catches it. He, he almost caught it. it on their on their yeah uh, yeah on the did. bobble. Uh, we know Pickens had a drop, uh, but ultimately I thought they had a good game. I, I did. Uh, I want to talk about the offensive line. The Bengals ended up with seven quarterback hits of Kenny Pickett. He was sacked twice for 16 yards. How would you grade the pass protection, Brian? Or not graded, but how would you what, – what do you think about it? Man, I, I – I, not very happy with the pass protection. I, I really feel like – Pick, uh, Pickett is running for his life. And and look, I know this is probably knee-jerk, but I've been thinking this the last three or four weeks after I've been on this man's bandwagon for probably a year and a half now. I'm done with the Dan Moore Jr. experience. Mm, already. Okay. Uh, Dave, offensive line is your wheelhouse. What would you grade the pass protection? I mean, I, I didn't think it was... <sighs> As I'm still judging the offensive line on how I thought they were going to be the super weak link going into the season, and everything that the Steelers' offense had to do was working around the offensive line not being adequate. That is not who they are. Now, I'm not saying they had a great game, but I still don't think they were they they were terrible in this game either. I feel there was times where where Kenny Pickett had a lot of time. There were plays where he had a lot of time, and there were other plays where they didn't. They 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 weren't overall super consistent, but I didn't think they were they were constantly getting him killed because there was times where Kenny Pickett chose. I mean, the, the touchdown to George Pickens, he held it in the pocket and held it longer to get him open. And the other long play to Pickens um, was was him in the pocket, you know, 
taking a little bit more time because he actually had that time. So I, I don't agree with the assessment of them being that bad. Dan Moore Jr. Uh, just had a phenomenal game last week. He just didn't have that again this week. Yeah, it, it just seemed like, uh, and the, again, it sounded like a broken record. The tale of two halves. First half, they did their job. They did play, did well enough in the second half. They started giving up pressures. They started, uh, you know, the pocket yeah. started collapsing a little bit earlier than it was in the first half. So let's finish up the offense, though, talking about the coordinator. Brian, you are a harsh critic of Matt Canada. How did you think it, the game went in his regard? There were, there were signs of life, but in the end, you know what happens? He gets too cute. And this is a team that cannot be, get cute. They have to have an identity of keeping it going. You know, a three-point lead at halftime for this team was a bad thing for the offense because the offense, you know, comes out and they come out stupid. They they just come out, let's, let's be cute. Let's do that. I mean, there was way too much. The kind of stuff that he's calling is for a team that is much better than this. A team that needs to get to the basics and, you know, just learn a few things. They need to be elevated to get to this cute stuff. They need to reach a certain level before they could start more of this stuff because this is for a team that is polished and this is not a, a polished offense. So I hate all the cute stuff and I'm going to keep on saying it. Cute, 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 cute. Stop it. Okay. Dave, what are your thoughts on Canada? The coordinator, not the country. <laughs> um, I didn't have any problems in, in, in the first half, but yes, I can give I'm you sorry. my thoughts on both. <laughs> think that'd be a better show at this why, why, why'd you say that to me and not brian that's that's what i'm trying to figure out it's um, a good thing he did and i'd still be laughing i'll say this as something would have happened to the pittsburgh steelers let's say they get the onside kick they actually throw a touchdown pass and they go ballsy and they go for the two-point conversion to win it rather than go to overtime and they win the game i'm still going to be critical of matt canada and the basically the 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 first 25 minutes of the second half because it was not good there. You were not, it's not an easy thing to put a rookie quarterback in a good situation and you definitely can't put him in a bad one. I mean, my goodness, it's like, Oh, let's, you know, let's, let, let's run a, a, a rushed flea flicker that really had no chance for him. Then you hand it off and lose two yards. And it just seemed too many times. It was like, all right, We'll finally let Kenny do something on third down and see if he can bail us out. That can't be your philosophy. Um, I, I I like that it's not just you know the safe play calling. Make sure you don't use yards on first down like we were like we saw before the buy, which was frustrating. But I, I'm still saying it's better than what we saw before the buy. But this was not last week. Um, because last week I felt like with the extra week off, they were ready to go. And this week you, you just didn't have it. So I, I'm, I'm not laying it all there. There were, cause there was parts where it was fine, but there was also parts where it wasn't. And those were the parts that cost the game. Yeah, it was, it, again, I, I'd really try to pump the brakes on blaming a coordinator when we're not privy to so much information yeah. that that is necessary to criticize that player. We don't know if Kenny Pickett's changing the play. I mean, we, 
think about some of the just the miscues that happened that are not on the coordinator. Uh, Kenny Pickett setting up for a draw. Najee Harris does not see the draw. Yeah. And he runs forward. He's handing off to no one. He keeps the ball and throws it to Pickens. Ineligible man downfield. Which was I mean, not the lineman's fault on that. Right. One. No, Come it's on. not. But it's one of those situations where, like, that's is that on the coordinator? No. That there was someone didn't hear the play in the huddle or the play wasn't communicated properly with whatever the case is we wide know receivers jumping off sides again deontay johnson Yikes. um yeah okay what was the false start on kenny pickett that's I what i wanted to know <laughs> i mean know. i didn't see what it was what he did i'd have to i have to go back and watch a replay they never showed a replay or anything nope. like that but i was curious about that too but let's get the super chat on the screen here andrew paladino gives us 9.99 said i'm not as down on kenny as others Look at the playbook he's dealing with, the wasted plays when running on second and short. This is a Canada problem, inexcusable second half, get rid of him. This is something I mentioned on my Let's Ride podcast, and we'll, we'll go into a break on this. And that is, for those people that want this guy gone, and I understand that most, most if not all, want him gone. This is what you want. You don't want the Steelers. If you, the Steelers' offense turns it around and starts putting up 30 points every week, guess what? They're not going to get rid of him. <laughs> They're going to keep him around. I guarantee it. And the Steelers offense, somehow, some way, with all the criticism we just talked about, put up 30 points. They put up 30 points. I don't care if one of the touchdowns came in garbage time. They put up 30 points for the first time, for the first time this season. Signs of life, and yet they surrender 37. We'll talk about the defense here coming up after this break. We will be right back on the audio side after a word from our sponsors on the YouTube and Facebook side. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. All right, Steeler fans, we are back and we're talking defense now. This is a weird one to talk about for me based on the fact that, I don't know, it, it felt like the Steelers defense did great. And then they give up 37 points and three touchdowns to P Ryan. I don't even know his first name, but his last time P Ryan, uh, just really, really bad stuff. Uh, let's talk about, well, let's just talk about in generalities. Uh, what do you all think of the defense? Uh, Brian, we'll start with you. We'll stay in the order. Well, first thing first on Samaje P Ryan, is it P Ryan? Yeah, it doesn't it is matter. P Ryan. I don't know. He, he was tearing them up before Joe Mixon left. So there was somebody asking about uh, asking TJ Watt at the game. It's like, hey, were you guys just not ready for some Haji P. Ryan because Joe Mixon went out? No, that's a dumb question. Now the the guy beat him. The guy beat him. the The rush defense was not good, not at all. And I tell you what, they tore him up. And if Mixon was in there, it would have been worse. Yeah. Dave, what were your thoughts overall about the defense? There was times where they looked the part, and there was times they did not. I mean, it was a a, a, a nice deflection by Spillane that, for the interception. That that was huge. Okay, I can, I'm sorry if I'm going to stop and talk about this for a little bit because it's something I talked about on the Last Minute Thought podcast uh, that, that came out this morning, and that was – Look at how the Steelers manage the end of the first half because they've mismanaged it against Cincinnati in the past. You know, Cincinnati was smart when the Steelers were down there getting close, they were calling timeouts to make sure they had enough time. 
and then the Steelers scored a touchdown. And, and you know, Cincinnati has plenty of time because they scored a touchdown. And I get it. And it's not that the Steelers called timeouts when they shouldn't have, which is what they've done in the past. But the Steelers got the stop, got the turnover, and got the and got the field goal right before the half. The Steelers did to the Bengals what I was afraid the Bengals were going to do to the Steelers, and that is have a you know finish strong, you know one score maybe two like the Steelers had two scores in the last two minutes and get the ball to start the second half. So that was really something. And so the and part of that was set up by the defense with the with the takeaway T.J. Watt pulling in that interception. Was was great, but when the Steelers, when they got those big plays, that's when they stopped Cincinnati. But otherwise, it was just a methodical beat you, beat you, beat you, beat you. It seems like they were. It's like if if Arthur Millette was on the field and they were throwing a pass, they were throwing it where he was going to be. You know, before it had been Robert Spillane a lot. This time, it seemed like they went after Millette, like uh, almost like they knew that their wide receivers were were bigger and taller than him, and he wouldn't be able to 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 bring it in. So I don't know if I can't even remember what the question was, though, if I even answered it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just general, general thoughts yeah. on the defense. Yeah. And that's fine. That's fine. And, and this Steelers defense, the, the big play was an issue. Uh, you know, when, when you think about, think about the, these long plays. Okay. So not in the running game, passing game, T Higgins, long reception of 33 P Ryan, 29, Trenton Irwin, whoever that guy is, 32. Brought up uh, off the practice squad. <laughs> nice. Tyler Boyd. Touchdown. Tyler Boyd, 27. Joe Mixon, 24. Hayden Hurst, 21. I mean, these are big plays. Big plays in the passing. Or T. Higgins has 148 yards on nine catches, 13 targets. It, and like I said, P. Ryan had three touchdowns himself. So while everyone wants to pile on the offense and everyone wants to say, Oh man, the offense stinks. They can't do anything. On the night that they put up 30 points, the defense surrendered 37. And it it, it was something that Mike Tomlin talked about in his post-game press conference where he was this is not the first time he's done this either. I, I think that what happens is that Mike Tomlin has a super high expectation level for his defense. And if they don't live up to that standard that he set for them, then it's on them. And people was like, how can they play? How can they not blame the offense? The offense didn't do anything in the second half, but the defense didn't really help them out. I mean, yeah, they did. They, they I'm not going to say they didn't help them out, but at some point, you got to hold them to field goals. You got to hold them to field goals. But that's exactly what Coach Tomlin said. Yep. Right. Yeah. And that's you know, Ben. Don't break. You, well, they broke. They, they gave up 37 points. So let's let's get specific here. Let's talk about the pass defense first. Joe Burrow. 24 of 39 for 355 yards, four touchdowns, was intercepted twice, sacked twice for a 104.1 rating. The Steelers, from a pass rushing standpoint, they had the two sacks. Uh, Highsmith and uh, Watts split that sack, so that's half for TJ, half for Alex. Cameron Hayward gets the other. Quarterback hits, the Steelers are registering seven. Um, but again, they got gashed through the air, big time. Big time with big plays. Early in the game, they were targeting tight ends, but mainly the running backs in the flat, and they were winning those battles repeatedly. Let's talk about the passing defense first, Dave. Go ahead. Oh, me first. Yeah, go ahead. I, I okay. just, I'm, you, you guys mixed it up on the screen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I had a cough. Yeah the, the 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 passing defense. It was just, yeah, it it just wasn't complete. You, you didn't see much or hear much of Mickey Fitzpatrick because. Joe Burrow's not stupid. Yeah. Um, I think they, you know, they they stayed away from him. Um, 
just to let T Higgins do, do what he did. It, he just turned into the Jamar chase. So that was, that was pretty disappointing uh, to, to, to have, you know, that, that kind of performance where they just kept constantly getting those chunk plays. Like you said, I mean, you listed them off that, uh, that, that my goodness, how many different players was it Two, uh, four, six. six different players had longs over, over 20 yards. And that doesn't even include the the ones that other plays that they had over 20 yards that just wasn't their longest. Right. Like, like, like P Ryan had two 29 yard receptions. So the, I mean, the Steelers did well against the run, but they just gave up way too many chunk plays on the pass. Brian thoughts on the past defense. All right. I've got many thoughts on this. First of all, let's call him Mr. T Higgins. Cause I pity the fool who thinks that they could cover this guy, especially today. Cause they weren't able to. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> Here, here's a question. And before I ask the question, I'm disappointed in myself because I was the entire preview and all this week, I'm like, Megan Fitzpatrick shouldn't play because he could hurt himself even more. But what I missed was the fact that, first of all, did here's my question. Did Megan Fitzpatrick play today? Yeah. Was he on that field? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He shouldn't have been. He became a liability because he couldn't do anything. He was limited. And so I'll honestly say that, yeah, maybe I was right, but I was right for the wrong reasons because I was thinking, hey, he might do more damage to himself. Yeah, he probably did damage because he was less of a player today. I I just don't think he had any impact. Were there some nice plays? Yeah, there were some decent plays. I'm starting to really like Levi Wallace. I'm liking Levi Wallace a lot more. I'm sure he was a liability in some cases, but he he does make some plays. All I'm going to say is that, yeah, this was not a good defensive effort whatsoever, especially rushing the pass. I mean, rushing the pass, they probably did the best there. But the uh, the defending the rush, terrible. And, my gosh, they let all these receivers run all over them. It was not a good day for the secondary or for the pass defense. No, you're, you're right. And uh... – Oral Richards gives us five Canuck bucks. I think that's what it is. And he said, Spillane should not be the third down linebacker. He's too slow. I, I felt like today they mixed it up a little bit. Uh, Miles Jack was in coverage some. He got uh, he got abused as well. Uh, so maybe it's just an inside linebacker problem. I don't know. Devin Bush had a couple nice plays, but he also was exposed at times. Uh, it's a tough spot. And this is... You know, this is one of the things where I know a lot of fans always roll their eyes when they hear Mike Tomlin say, hey, I tip their cap to them, meaning the opponent, whoever the opponent is. There are some times where you have to say they scheme that up perfect. They, they The way they set it up, they got the matchup they wanted. Now, you might say that they have someone that's on the field that, or they could have someone on the field that is better in that situation, and I get that. Um, we'll see. We'll see what this three safety package looks like, that we did see that on more than one occasion uh on sunday in week 11 but yeah let's let's talk about the rush defense that's a little bit of a bright spot the the Bengals rushed for 62 yards on 24 carries for a 2.6 yard average uh p ryan led with 11 carries for 30 yards joe mixon seven for 20 and then travion williams two for seven and joe burrow four for five um from a rush defense standpoint it didn't they didn't need to run the ball but dave what do you think about that yeah it was fine it was i mean it's they 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 held they held the Bengals under their average rushing and they held 
and it was under the average of what the Steelers give up in a game. So, I mean, in all, that was not the problem. The problem was letting them get big chunk plays in the passing game. All right, what about you, Brian, with the rush defense? Wow, boy, was I wrong. I I thought the rush defense was pretty – I thought they were getting torn up. Oh, no. They're, they're, they're good. Getting, they're getting torn up on screens. And yeah, it, it was it was the running backs in the passing game. Yeah, that's so, what you're thinking of. But that it tore just them up. Seemed every time there was a running back with the ball, you know, I just got lost yeah. in all of that. I mm-hmm. I must have been like hitting the uh, zero sugar Dr Pepper too much because <laughs> that stuff that stuff was probably going to affect me more than alcohol would. But you know, I mean, I just got lost in that. So when I said earlier, I retract that. And I do apologize. Yeah, the defense was pretty good. Yeah, but their their two running backs had 94 yards receiving on seven catches and three touchdowns. That was the issue. It was was defending the, the running backs in the passing game. And Tyler W gives us five dollars. It's a perfect segue into his comment. He said, "When running backs are tear you up on short passes, that's the same to me as bad run defense." See, that, that it's not. It's not because to me, your run defense is really your is, is you're looking at your defensive, um, your your interior defensive line, and I mean just your your overall front five or four if you're in sub package. When it comes to them to the running backs getting the ball in the passing game, that's generally on your linebackers. So what they were doing, if you think that's brilliant, and that's what every team should do against the Steelers, because, I mean, if you were watching on TV, they were just gushing over the Steelers' front four, even though they play a 3-4, it would technically it would be a front five, but as we know, they don't play very often. But that's what you do if you want to get your running backs involved. You have to get them away from the Steelers' defensive front. So that isn't the... To me, that's not the run defense because the guys that stopped the run defense were in there stopping the run. I see that point for sure. Occam's Ox gives us 1999. Said, yo, fellas, I know that I definitely haven't tipped much during the season. Losing seems to tighten the wallet. <laughs> you guys do great work. Have some money. Thank you, Occam's Ox. <laughs> hey. With that, uh, that's, that's my favorite super chat so far. Yeah, no offense to the great. other ones. Now, <laughs> with that, Occam's Ox, we are going to party like it's 1999. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that, yeah, okay. that was a good one. Wait a second. The Steelers were bad in 1999, too. Yeah, they weren't good. Yeah. Weren't good. Okay. Anything to add about the defense? <laughs> uh, Brian, go ahead. Let's next week, maybe. Hope it's better. <laughs> yeah. See, that the the reason it, it's it's crazy because to me the offense was the was the team that had the opportunity. I mean, come on, they played renegade. They got them to jump. The the fans got them to jump off sides. I mean, that's the players are the first ones are going to admit that was on renegade that five yard penalty. They gained three yeah. yards after that. They punt. The Steelers get the ball in Bengals territory, and they can't even get a field goal so even when the so it's complimentary football when the defense comes up with that big stop you've got to at least get the field goal when the defense comes up with the turnover the offense needs to put put six then seven on the board is what you ultimately lead to do they weren't complimenting each other but if you were to tell me coming into this game that it was going to be a 37 to 30 game i thought you'd be crazy because i'm like maybe the steelers could could score 30 but 
I was so high on this defense after last week. I really was. But it just – I don't want to think that Mika Fitzpatrick's the problem, but, man, the secondary's played well when he's been out. But I don't think he's the problem. Are they, are they relying on him too much? I'm not really sure what's going on. But, I mean, I thought I thought things were much more sharp last week. I mean, I still think that – I still can't believe the, the effort they gave uh, in Tampa – but but Minka's just so good. I, I it baffles me. I don't know what to say about that. But the defense, I thought was going going to be what carried this team. And thirty seven points. I mean, come on. Three of those points were this was the offense going forward on fourth down, not getting it. The Steelers not even giving up a, a first down and giving up a field goal. But still, that's thirty four points. That's you, you're not going to win with that. Yeah, 34 points, and, and there were no turnovers, so there wasn't yeah. a situation where, you know, a picket interception takes them down to the two-yard line, and then, you know, you're, you're stuck behind the eight ball. Like, that didn't happen. All right, let's get uh, Justin Bozeman. He gives us 499. Mason had a higher QBR through five games than Kenny. Where are all the people saying he's not the guy and running him out of town? Bring the same smoke. I don't know. There was... Was there a Hall of Fame quarterback waiting in the wings after an injury? I'm I don't know. I, I we're, we're now we're getting into fan narratives, and that's a that's a slope I don't want to go down tonight. We'll put it that way. Oh yeah, because that's what we get to do all off season. Yeah. <laughs> Are we talking about Mason from 2019? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. That's yeah, what I, he's talking about. Yeah. Second year Mason, even though he hadn't played, but second year Mason. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do some uh, final thoughts here about the game. Uh, I don't think I missed anything. There's really not much else to talk about. Uh, I'm going to throw it to Brian first. Brian, what do you think? All right, well, you know what? We've got to understand it's been since 2003 since we have felt this dismal. You know, we've kind of felt this way in 2019, but then you kind of felt like, all right, wait. They're eight and five at one point, and maybe they can go ahead and you know make a run with Doc Hodges. We thought that in 2019. We we always get hope. Now this is different because your Hall of Fame quarterback is gone. And yeah, I was the one I was one of the ones blaming Ben Roethlisberger last year. I get it. It's a process. Teams go through this. So I don't really have much to say, but channel my inner Dusty Rhodes when I say. We're suffering hard times, baby. Hard times. <laughs> 30 years on the job. They give you a watch and say, a computer took your job, daddy. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right. Okay. As, 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 as bad as his yinzer is, that was good. That, that was, was good. really good. That was really good. So, I, I, a tip of my cap, I, I won't. Take it off and can we just can, on bad language? Can instead of trying the bad yins or just do dusty roads, it would be yeah. a million times better. <laughs> yeah. So All right. challenge yeah. accepted. Yes. Yes. Uh. But bad. Hot times, bad. Hot times. Yes. That's a big test. That's so much yeah. better than your yinzer. Oh, yes. Um, a programming note bad language has now been chained. Uh, change to hard times. <laughs> I would be okay with that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dave, final thoughts. Go ahead. Uh, I was hoping that the Steelers could get things turned around after the bye. And I said, man, if they could even go, if they could go four and would be great, but even three and one in the third quarter, which to me is the four games coming out of the bye. 
Now guess what they have to do? They've got to win the next next two, and they could still feel like – and when I say turn around, I'm not talking about – we're not talking about that P word. We're I not – yeah, we're not talking about that because this isn't even about that. I mean, I want to see the Steelers playing better football because even, even if you're not in the postseason, you can roll into the offseason with – stuff to build on and that's what ultimately this is with the Steelers and I mean if they could somehow make the, the postseason that would be great but I mean they basically have to win out now but that's not what's important the next two games I'm, I'm like wow if they could still go three and one in the third quarter they could really make some strides going into those last five games to where you could say hey maybe maybe some things uh fall right and, and you end up like I said I, I like when they do the graphics and you still see that the Steelers are in the hunt and have a chance. That'd be great to still see that going on around Christmas. But that's that's just kind of what we want as fans. This team's just got to get better. And, and as I said before, play complimentary football. When the defense puts the offense in a good spot, come through for them. When the offense puts the defense in a good spot, come through for them. That's what ultimately needs to happen a little bit more. Man, I wish the Steelers had two weeks before every game because I think they could do a, a, a great job with everything, but that's just not how it works in the NFL. But they do get an extra day going into the next one, and we'll see how that turns out. Wilson Pava gives us four ninety nine. and said, more bad impressions, please. A hell of a lot more fun than the second half. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the truth. I was, I was so engaged in the first half. It was so much fun. I mean, it was back and forth, but – that second half was just, dog oh gosh, awful, awful. But the, you're right. But look, look at how long it lasted to where you're like, if they can get it figured out, they can win this game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It oh, lasted. Yeah. It lasted at least 20, 20 minutes, or right around there. I mean, through the renegade and then and then getting the ball back, and and then not doing anything, but ultimately putting them deep. You felt like. All that time, if they could just get it going on offense, they could win. And 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 they when the offense squandered the opportunity again, then the defense gave up the long drive, and that was it. Yeah. Sorry, that was my second final thoughts. There you go. That <laughs> he did it for me. That's fine. Uh, next week is in this week itself is going to be a different week with Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, the Steelers preview is probably going to be postponed until Saturday or Sunday. One of those days, the Steelers don't play till Monday night. Um, so with the primetime game, uh, I don't know who you have on the Monday night post game show. Brian, might you have a deal? We'll figure that out this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am going to make a call, and uh, like we talked about, we're going to have. Uh, if it's okay with you guys, I think the preview should be next Sunday night. There's no reason oh, yeah. for you guys to uh, be on Thursday night. We will go ahead and have a Q and A. Not sure who all is going to be there. I'll be there. And- Enjoy your holiday. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Enjoy your holiday. Tryptophan bad is really fun too. So get ready <laughs> for that. It's Dusty Rhodes time. That's very lethargic, Dusty Rhodes. So <laughs> a computer took your job, Daddy. <laughs> All right, I've had enough. Uh, okay, we've we, uh, we've, yeah. we, we've got to laugh. We've got to laugh. We do, yeah, if, yeah. When things are bad, you got to laugh. All right, yeah. folks. Thanks for joining us. All for all you that were watching live on YouTube or Facebook, make sure you check us out on our audio side. Wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. You'll catch my Let's Ride, Dave Statke, Brian's Bad Language, and a bunch of other shows. You don't want to miss any of it, so check us out there as well. We'll be back next week after the Week 12 game against the Colts. See you later. 
everybody else gets a little tight, 